The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Uh, as always, we're brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Remember, remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great articles and other uh, podcasts, such as the Corner Booth Podcast. And uh, one of my favorite, the guys over at Craft Brood Sports, there are always uh, a lot of laughs over there. And thank Thank you very much for making this part of your day each and every day here at uh, 1420 World Headquarters. We appreciate all the support we get. The twenty, the uh, uh, the second day of November, Dave, uh, we're joined tonight by, by intern Jake. Dave, you're always here. Guys, I have a question for you. Before we get into her, uh, the, the wife's brother is coming for a Boney M concert here in Lethbridge. And I think it's the 23rd or 24th of of November. And first off, Jake, before we get going here, do you even know who Boney M is? No idea. I was that was going to be my first question: is who is that? Um, yeah, no idea at all who that is. Hey, I don't wait. Have they have they ever played this song? Rah rah, Rasputin, Russia's greatest love machine. Yes, I I know that song. That's, that's, that's Boney M. Gotcha. Okay. We're back on track. That's Boney M. Dave, uh, question, that next question is for you. How much money would you pay? I'm not going. Like, I, I made it very clear that I'm not going. It's Because I am I get a bit, a bit poopy pants when it comes to stuff I don't like. And I, I don't want to wreck their experiences. They have a, a family thing that goes on there. Uh, I, How much money would you pay to see Boney M? No more than 30 bucks. Like... That, like they, when I was in my teen, like in my tens, like I remember Boney M's Christmas album when I was honestly like seven years old. Oh yeah, that's forty. That's forty some years ago, and so I gotta I guess, I gotta guess the people on stage, like how many original members, and is it going to be anybody with a cane? How are the voice going to sound? Like maybe. Maybe no, maybe twenty bucks. And if I'm busy, I might not even go. I personally would not open the curtains in the backyard, and that's one of one of those things for me. Uh, but the uh, the going rate for a Boney M ticket at the uh, MMAC Center here in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, is a hundred and forty five bucks. <laughs> I ain't going. What's that Bartim and Bailey saying? Like a sucker's born every a sucker's minute. Sucker's born every minute. One of those things. It's I. I couldn't believe it. Like I, Jake. How much would you like if if there was a band from like what, what's a band from your? I mean, you're still very young. You're twenty. What twenty two years old? Twenty twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty two. Twenty even. You're twenty years old. So if if there was yeah. a band that uh, was around like ten years ago, what's the, the most Wiggles? you would say? 
The Wiggles, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd pay any money to see the Wiggles. See the Wiggles. Our sound guy, Jimmy, he was a big Wiggles guy back in the day, so you guys would probably get along very well. He's 22 years old. So it was one of those things. But like, there's some things, man. Like I can't think of many bands getting into my uh, upper age now that I would pay 140 bucks to see. Like, really, honestly. $140 you're, you're is like a lot for else. any band. Yeah, know, and they're playing like in like band. a theater. They're playing, playing, they're playing at the Yates, correct? No, they're I, at the Sportsplex, man. At the Enmex at 140 Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not buying that at all. Well, whatever. Every dog has his day. There's a lot of, Lethbridge is a retirement community. And there's a lot of people that want to hear him play. Like, uh, it's probably going to play. A lot of Christmas tunes that like because they, excuse me, Boney M has that Christmas album, right? Mary's boy, child, Jesus Christ. They yeah. have that one. They have Rasputin, and they eight have. Songs. I wonder if that. Well, Brown Girl in the Ring. Whatever they're going to sing that one. There's eight songs. I don't. I don't know if you're allowed to sing Brown Girl in the Ring anymore. Just I say. don't know. I don't. I don't know what they're saying. Like I. I. I do know what's on their greatest hits. Yeah, I don't know. It's just 140 bucks. Her her brother's coming with his, with his uh, his new girlfriend and everything else. So they, they're making that. And I I, I said I'm not going. I'm I'll I'll be poopy. I'm not going. I'll make fun of you guys all night long. It's it's a the, the apparently the Michaelopoulos thing. They it's 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 a Greek family Christmas kind of deal. I don't I don't know. Anyways, guys, the uh, the World Series came to conclusion last night with the. With the uh, Texas Rangers winning their, their very first World Series in a long, illustrious history, uh, five nothing win last. Great ball game actually. Like the uh, Texas was getting no hit until the uh, the seventh inning last night. It was great, a great game all in all. Five nothing win, kind of anticlimactic. Which all of a sudden done, done in five. But the problem that I got, not with uh, just that game last night, guys, but the thing that I. The thing with baseball is that all the uh, the hype and the and, and the likes and this and not you got going on, no matter what, Cinderella never wins. No matter what, every time you get these teams that come in, you have the Tampa Bay Rays. Every year they get in the playoffs, nothing happens. You had this year the 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 the, the ballerina of the ball was the the. Uh, the uh, Baltimore Orioles, and then you had the, the, the Diamondbacks getting into the finals tonight or, or this week, and they didn't win. No matter what, Cinderella never wins. Is that a problem that baseball has, Jake? I don't know. I mean, the issue with baseball, I think, is they. I think they'd rather not see the Cinderella win. Like, if you look at, like, the ratings and stuff, I think that they want the big teams to win. And I couldn't tell you the last time that it's, like, a team without a major market. Obviously, the Rangers might be the first one. I know Dallas is a major market. But for baseball, you look not at a all major the stars. Market, yeah. and, I, know, I know what you're saying. Right. It's not a major market. So, I mean, I think, you know, more people are able to attract to that. I think if this year would have had maybe a crazy Cinderella story, you know, the Diamondbacks are a pretty crazy Cinderella story, but um, I don't know. I don't, I think MLB's got a lot of issues and maybe that's one of them, but yeah, you know, kind of interesting to see that you're right. The Cinderella story really never does win. Dave. Cinderella does win every now and then. Um, uh, the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup. I would call them a Cinderella story. Um, biggest Cinderella ever, Buster Douglas, knocked the shit out of Mike Tyson. That was 30 years ago. And there's others I could probably think about if I uh, took some time. 
I don't think it's because of Cinderella. I think it's literally because uh, a traditional baseball market wasn't in the in the World Series. You need a traditional if 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 they're going to push ratings, you need a traditional baseball market lick in the jar. And when I say that, I mean someone from the Northeast. I think Baltimore would have drew New York. Obviously, the Yankees or the Mets or the Boston would have draw. Philly would have draw. Would draw and uh, but those, the, but those the, aren't Cinderella teams, Dave. What I'm saying is, like Cinderella never, ever, ever wins in baseball. Never. What about the never. Kansas City Royals? Like that was only five, seven years ago, right? Uh, 2015 was, that, was a lot of years ago. Now all of a sudden, that's that's it's, 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 seven years, years ago. But that's but that's was that Cinderella then because they're a small market team. But they they built the team for for a number of years, and then like when when the playoffs started, like they had a great a great run up until that point. Like they were doing really good, and then they they won they won the division. Like these wild card teams, like Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay's and the Baltimore's, or anything else, they never win. They never ever ever do anything. The Cardinals won as a wild card, and that was against Texas. That was the last time Texas was in the World Series. Right, but the, but the Cardinals are expected to win. Yeah, so but but they were a wild card team, right? Like so, well, like let's define Cinderella. Is Cinderella a team that's 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 usually an also run as a small market team, or is it a team? Is, or is it or is it a team with eighty five wins? So if the Dodgers make the playoffs as a wild card with eighty five wins, and they uh, win in the World Series, are they a Cinderella? Not at all. The Dodgers are supposed to win. Like there's a Jake, like there's a like you're you're out in Chicago there in Central Illinois there there Jake like when a when a team like the Kansas City Royals which you're not very far from when they when they won that World Series back in 2015 you were you were 12 years old so but what was it feeling like out there like what's the what's what like what's your thoughts on that I don't remember like honestly caring like I don't know if that's a horrible take but like I don't remember like there being a whole lot of talk about it I think. People were waiting for the big markets. I think when big market teams make the playoffs, I think then that's what gets people talking. But like, especially since that Royals team didn't have like a signature all star on it, like it didn't have a superstar. Um, there were a lot of good, solid all star worthy players, but not like a superstar level talent. So I, I just don't remember that being like a standout World Series. What about the Cubs when what, when they won 108 years? Was that Cinderella winning? They, they they were the fifth highest paid paid payroll in, in baseball, so is that so, Cinderella? Like, I don't know. I'm asking you. Like I wanted to. I'm, I'm telling Cinderella you right now. Like when the it, when the Cubs won, they were the fifth highest payroll in baseball. They were supposed they, they were they were they were supposed to win. When when the, if if the actually if they would have lost, and the the Cleveland Indians or the guard or the Indians back then, if they would have won, that would have been a Cinderella story. Like honestly, because they were like the the the. the 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 Indians rank about a, like 18th, 19th, 20th every year in payroll. Baseball has a major problem that if you don't have superstars, if you don't have guys that, that are making a lot of money, you ain't winning. You aren't. You you are not Whoops. winning. You you're not winning championships. So is the last Cinderella or is, are we going back to like 03 Florida Marlins? Is that the last Cinderella story? If you're not considering, I mean, like 05, the White Sox, maybe, but I don't think so. It's like 03 Marlins. Is that the last Cinderella run? Very well could be. 
Well, I, well, I, well, let's put the Royals out there and um, and the White Sox with Ozzy Gee in there. No one expected them to win. Like, it, yeah, it, it's Cinderella. Is it just a market that's not supposed to be there anymore? And if Pittsburgh ever pulled their socks up and wins one, is that a Cinderella? Because in the seventies and eighties, they were a, they're a powerhouse. They were a powerhouse. Like in back, you know, like even further back, when you go to the the um, we are family Willie Stargell. We are back family in the day, like yeah. Willie Stargell and, and Dave Henderson and the Cobra. That's like, almost like, before like, our time there, let alone, let alone Dick's oh, time. Oh yeah, there. didn't didn't have hair on the balls at that time either, and that's when <laughs> yeah. they were, didn't need no manscaping back then. There's no getting around that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, there was uh, yeah them and the Orioles and the Brewers were perennial powers at that time when it was a little bit more. But back then, like you go back forty years, Dave, baseball was different, right? There, there wasn't these, sure. there wasn't these multi-billion-dollar um, teams, right? Everybody it was a different was kind business. Of, it, it was a different. It was different, and guys get drafted, and there was the players were different. No one was making over a hundred grand a year, and whatever, whatever it was. And now it's just different. If if you're if if you're an owner of a team, you have to go out. I'm not saying that spending. I'm not saying for one second that spending money solves all the problems in the world. It doesn't, because you look at the Yankees, you look at the Mets, you look at the Padres, a whole lot of fuck all. You look at the Dodgers. How much money they spent over the years? Uh, 2020, they got that one, uh, the COVID World Series, and they spent more money than anybody in the last in the last ten years. And they have one fake World Series, not fake, but like I'm sure that the rings still count, right? But point seven five. 0.75 World Series, not a, a full one. And like you look at the teams now, like the Texas Rangers had a, had two, they had a hundred loss season two years ago, and they won a World Series yesterday. But what did they do? They went out and got they went outside Simeon and they went outside Seager, and that that was that cost them five hundred million dollars. Five hundred million. There's 10 teams right now in baseball that can't spend 500 million. They can't on, on two guys. They, they, they just can't. So is, is, is baseball even fair, Jake? I don't know. So I looked it up. So the last team to win the world series, not being ranked in the top 10 of play payroll was the Astros in 17, uh, but they were banging on trash cans. So that really doesn't count. Speaking I of like Jake world Marmar, series, rings, don't count. <laughs> would be the 13th ranked in payroll Royals like we were talking about in 2015. That's the last time a team not ranked in the top 10 won the won the World Series. That's kind of wild. So is it fair, Dave? It, 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 is it a fair playing field? No, it's, it's absolutely not. We all know that. And if we think we're uh, talking uh, anything different, it's it's ridiculous. That's this is one time I want to see the analytic junkies kind of get it right. Um, the or the the A's were licking the jar there against uh, your Yankees. Um, if Giambi would have slide slid instead of uh, fucking trotting in a home base, maybe that would that series would have went different. I would like to think a team like the the Orioles, a team like the like Arizona can do it one of these days. They're getting close. Um, but you, you do need that big game talent that you know is going to fall. No matter through. 
you you and you need those and you need the horses on the mound and that's that's i think the biggest part i think the nerves i think the nerves from the the guys on the hill are even more important to get over and and learning a little bit how to pitch in big pressure situations i think that's diff, that's that's more important than uh than a hitter because a hitter you know, in the ninth inning in, in game 85, in the bottom of the ninth with two on and you're down by two, you know, that that's similar pressure. That's similar pressure in, in your head. I get it. The lights are a little less bright and the crowd isn't as big. But a pitcher to go out there inning after inning after inning after inning and have time to think about it, have time to think about every pitch. I think the, the big game pitching is, is more important than, even big game hitting. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I, I agree with you to an extent, but the kid last night, I can't remember his name. Doesn't, doesn't much matter. Cause he lost, but he had a no hitter going into the seventh last night. And he still lost. If, if yeah. you don't, if you don't have big time talent swinging bats, because I think it, it's correct me if I'm wrong. I think pitchers are becoming a dime a dozen because everybody, everybody throws a hundred now. Everybody can everybody can go six innings and, and get, get it done. I think baseball is so much different than it was 20, 30 years ago with pitchers are are they're a dime a dozen. Some kids coming out of college in the Colorado the the, uh, the Diamondbacks proved it last night. These guys are they're they they played 10, 10 major league games, all of a sudden they're in the World Series. I, I don't I don't think pitching and I think this is gonna hurt uh baseball players a lot. Pitchers, because they, they drive the market value. Pitchers are going to find themselves expendable really quick. Really, really quick. Because everyone throws 100. Everyone. And get go get Tommy John, come back next year. Go get Tommy John, come back next year. And that's what it is now. The Diamondbacks got there with a bunch of no-names. Adding to your point, pitchers don't go as deep into games anymore. So, I mean, you're looking at it. I mean, most of these guys aren't going into the seventh inning, eighth inning anymore. I know Gallon just threw into the seventh, eighth inning, but most of these guys aren't going as deep. So you need more pitchers. And as you mentioned, a lot of these guys are getting Tommy John. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think pitchers are becoming more like goalies in hockey a little bit and running backs in the NFL. I think, you know, you just kind of get what you can and hope it works out. I hear what you're saying, but doesn't MLB uh, designate on the roster? You can only have X number of pitchers on your roster. You can go as many as you want. Your even 20, 25, 26 man roster depends what day of the week it is. But yeah, if you, I was under the assumption that go, no, a lot of teams go with thirteen. Some go go fourteen. See, and I don't agree. Well, uh, of course I don't agree with it, but I don't understand that because. You know, if you're good, if you if you're a good hitter, you want that guy to get as many at bats as possible. If you have a good starting pitcher, you want him to be on the mound for as many batters as possible. This 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 fucked up logic of the, the third time through the the order. What was proven last night? Gall- Gallon had a no hitter going going into the seventh. The first two guys got on base. They lost the game they, five. That was a one nothing game. He left the game. Yeah, but that that's not on him. One nothing leaving in the eighth no, inning. That's, I agree that's pretty damn good. Yeah. No, I agree. I think the problem that baseball has is that the nerds have, have, have infiltrated so much, Jake, is that it they the pitchers have it in their head now that okay, if I get if I get 18 outs, it's all I gotta do. 
If I get 50 notes, that's all I got to do. I, I th th this is my this is what I have to do on night in night out basis. And then when they get put in for the for the seventh inning, they're like, "What the fuck am I doing out here?" Well, and I think another thing is like pitchers are a little more inconsistent than hitters. And my, I mean, like for example, because I'm wearing a White Sox hat, Dylan Cease almost won the Cy Young last year, and then was awful this year. And obviously you have your superstars, Verlander, Scherzer, DeGrom when he's healthy. Um, I think Strider is kind of in that area now, but like a lot of these pitchers, like you'll see, like if you go through like a Cy Young list from a year ago, most of those guys didn't return to that level. Um, so I think it's hard for teams to just invest so much money into a guy that they don't know um, how consistent they're going to be going forward as well. Dave, did the, uh, did the Diamondbacks playoff run this year where they got to run? I mean, it's a week and a half, whatever. It turns out to be you know, like a, a hockey run, the way the way those go, like seven-game series on and on. It's just it's a lot different. But did the Diamondbacks run where they're they're paying these pitchers a million bucks? This guy's making 700 grand. That guy's making a million, two, whatever it is. Did this kind of hurt the pitching uh, brethren a little bit by, like, we don't need to pay that guy that much because there's this kid coming out of college or this kid that we drafted and developed. We don't need to pay, pay pitch 30 million bucks. I, I don't think so. They were a wild card team. They were an 84 win team um, that caught fire and it was hot at the right time. You look at all the teams that made the playoffs. They had a solid pitching rotation. Um, just because you can get hot. It's it's a matter of getting hot now. And, and, and you know, baseball with this expanded playoffs in the last couple of years, now that, you know, more eyeballs, more fans, it's it's now, you know what, these, these wild card games is kind of like the outdoor games in the NHL. You know, it's good for the fans of the city, but it's not really good for the game. It's really no. watering down the playoffs. It's short. They, they, they were, the they, they were like, three and done, three and done. See you later. There was it's nothing. a fucking joke. Yeah, done, and, sorry. You know, and it, you know, and it really rewards teams that don't kind of deserve to be there. And when I say that, I mean Arizona didn't really deserve to be in an 84-win team is in the World Series. That doesn't make sense. You should it be made, tickling mid. You should be tickling 90s if you're going to be it, in the playoffs. It made for it made for a bad. Uh, I would say a bad World Series. So the game, the, the, there was three games that were really close. Close, and then even last night's game was close. It was one nothing until the ninth but it kind of makes for a bad world series when you have an 84 team uh 84 win team get into it and you're, you're, you're uh, an 89 uh win yankee team who's not into it and people i know you guys don't like the yankees i i get it but when you have a team like the yankees who's on the outside looking in when they won more games than the teams in the world series because the division and everything else i when you are a three games above 500 and you make the World Series, it's a bad look for, for the game of baseball. Because totally a agree. lot of because a lot a lot of baseball fans like not, Jake obviously excluded in this conversation, but we remember when there was an American League West, an American League East, and a National League East and National League West, and those teams made the playoffs, and that was it. So we we have. Uh, long memories when it comes to that stuff We're like well why is that team even here they have 84 wins how can they be rewarded for this it, it's a it's a bad look for baseball i i personally think i think they gotta they, they gotta rethink this 
12 teams out of 30 get in the playoffs. And I like so much so because, you know, anyone can win a short series. Like, so the two pitchers. Best, best of three, best of five, best of seven, best of seven. Like, that's anyone can, can. You get Jake. You get two two great pitchers, and you're and you're in. Yeah, I think. I mean, going back to like, what if the Brewers had Brandon Woodruff? Like he was out. He missed that Diamondback series. And if you go back, maybe if they have Woodruff, they beat the Diamondbacks in the Wild Card series. And then now, what does you know the playoffs look like? I think it's a fair point. I mean, you look at if you have two really good pitchers, you only need to win two. Um, so if those guys can go out and shut down a series, then you've won the series. I think another thing to keep in consideration is kind of like how it's formatted, because I think we all kind of felt that uh, the Phillies and Braves, in my opinion, were the two best teams in the NL. Obviously, Easily. then the Phillies go on to lose to the Diamondbacks, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but I think it was kind of weird that maybe I don't even know how you fix that. Uh, maybe you get rid of wild card altogether. But, yeah, it was kind of a weird feeling that you could just have good two good pitchers and win it all. I think Major League Baseball, the solution's there right in front of them. Just cut out one of the wildcard teams, make it four divisions, and then so it's AL, so whatever, north, south, east, west, I don't care, but then have the four division champs play. <laughs> you know what, Dave? Dave, Dave, Dave that, like, in the three years and three months we've been doing this show, that's the smartest thing you've ever said. North, east, west, south. Done. Problem solved. <laughs> And then two, and then Done. seven game series, three seven game series instead of this uh, best of three, best of five, because uh, a best of three, best of five isn't enough. Isn't enough games to decide who's a better team, right? Because you're, you're especially you, you in might, baseball, especially in baseball, like uh, because then you have to get deep into the bullpen. You're seeing a, a reliever four times in a row, right? Um, you, you get a pick up, and then the better team should win. Like a, a seven game series is kind of like a football game. Like first half, second half, you're making adjustments. You're making adjustments every game, and then like okay, now we know this tendencies. And now it's it's just like the analytics. Like when you're seeing seeing a reliever who only pitches two like one or two innings, if you're seeing him for two innings in four consecutive games. Someone's going to figure pick up on something. You're going to figure them out. And then because these three game sets, five game sets don't fucking, I don't think it's a, a true test of who, who is better. Going North, East, South. But Dave, geez, man, that's the smartest thing you've said in the history of our show. I, I, I'm so proud of you right now. But it's it's one of those, like, I think it's it's actually that simple. Sometimes it's the, the, the most, the most simple thing is right in front of your face and having wild card teams and making, I, I don't know how much I like it. Like I was all for like at the end of the regular season. I love it. Like the, when you get like the, a couple of years back, there was game one sixty two, and there was seven games that meant something. And then that one in 2000 or 2011, when uh, the, the, the diamondbacks got in and the, and the Red Sox lost out. Do you remember that one? And what all those, it happened within 10 minutes. I would way rather see teams win to get into a playoff spot. I, I, I just to, to fall to, to fall into a playoff spot is pretty weak to me. Happens every year in every sport, right? 
You know, that's the only reason the Florida Panthers made the playoffs last year is because Chicago beat Pittsburgh on the second last day of the season. That's it. Well, there is that. It's uh, it's just crazy to me that you see that year in, year out. At the end of the day, the, like this week, the, the better team won the World Series like of the two that were involved. And and you, you saw two teams who lost 100-plus games two years ago uh, battle it out this week, and one team spent a bunch of money and one team didn't, right? So, I don't know. Cinderella never wins, man. Never, ever. Except for Kansas City. Also, Cinderella's can never have sustained success. Look at the Royals. Like 2015, then they were 500 the next and they year. they were done. I think it's really hard for Cinderella teams to sustain success in the MLB. Yeah, because they pushed the KC put chips all in, right? They they made it to uh, they made it to the World Series the year before, and then they won it the next year. But that was like they were all in, like, and then we they were, were all gone. Year. Yeah, because yeah, no, regardless if they would have won that World Series or not, they were going to be the same team the next year. Because as a small market, there's no way we can sustain this 15th rank payroll for any longer like we're we're a bottom feeder payroll wise but they saw their opportunity and i tip my hat to them for doing that are you ever going to see a, a team in the uh it has happened in a long time uh, a team in the uh lower stratosphere of the of payrolls ever win a world series again because you need studs and studs cost money i don't think so I don't think so. It Unless, has to be the Rays. Like, if I'm thinking of a team, it has to be the Rays. Like the Rays. They haven't done it yet, and they've been licking the jar for ten years. Ever they made the playoffs? They probably have the the longest uh, consecutive playoff streak going right now. I would guess they were good before Houston was good. Like, I I don't know that for a fact, but I I gotta think that they're they're making the playoffs every single year with that and do nothing. Fucking, with that duct tape and monkey snot lineup that nobody knows anybody's names until they start playing for the Rose Arena. I like him. A Rose Arena, and that's a fun name to say. But the rest of them, I have no idea. Wander was fun until uh, he did some things, but other than that. It's crazy. Yeah, fuck Tampa Bay. Yeah, I fuck Tampa Bay Rays. You know, I, uh, I I laugh a lot, like up here in, up here in uh, Canada where we are, Jake. There's, I get a lot of people like uh, Yankee haters and everything else, and they they talk about uh, the Jays back in '92, '93, and they won the World Series, and people are like, "Oh yeah, the Jays, that that team, that was a good baseball team. They didn't spend any money. They 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 were homegrown talent." I was like, "Actually, they were the highest payroll." payroll in baseball those two years when won the World Series because I get, I get a lot of flack about uh, the Yankees winning World Series and buying World Series and it's it's quite funny I said this to you before Dave like when the Yankees actually won World Series they weren't paying a whole bunch of money when they started not not went to losing World Series they were spending a lot of money and and, and, and it didn't work out very well for old George in, in the, the twilight of his uh, his uh, life and his career it's, it's crazy how it it creates how it all works out well, the Yankees always spend a lot of money. Stop it now. They don't win. Like they did, but their core four was was homegrown. <laughs> but but they had they had a lot of players from other organizations. That's when Cashman knew what he was doing. Now he's just trying to maintain. He's trying to whatever. They won't win a World Series till I'm sixty years old. 
Is that because of Cashman or is that because of Steinbrenner? Cashman. So it's so Steinbrenner has to fire Cashman. Yeah. Okay. All I'm gonna say is be glad you're gonna see one in a lifetime because I don't know if I'm gonna ever witness that. I was three when my team won it. I I genuinely don't know if they're ever going to win it again. The White Sox, I think, Jake, I think you're right. The White Sox are, are in a bit of trouble. They're in a bit of trouble. They're, they're a bit of trouble is an understatement. Jerry Reinsdorf owns that team, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He's an asshole. Yeah, you're The worst thing about Jerry is he's a genuinely, like, a pretty solid guy. He's just an awful baseball owner. Horrible baseball owner. <laughs> Worst baseball owner. Fill me in. Why I, I wanna, give me a give me a Jake. Give us give us a screaming hot take on the Chicago White Sox right now. But why Jerry Ryan surfed a, a horrible baseball owner? I want to hear this. I, I I I agree with you, but I just want to know like the, get a. I, I want to hear a uh, uh, a White Sox fan's opinion of Jerry Ryan surf. He sucks. He's awful. He like I can't overstate this enough like he doesn't understand how baseball works he's a businessman like jay-z once said um and he just he doesn't understand baseball like he doesn't get that you have to the issue with jerry reinsworth too is he spends money like if you look at the white Sox where they're ranked in the payroll like this year i think they were top 10 until they sold off the deadline but like he spends the money just he spends it on the worst types of people um he can't fight. He can't figure out his front office. If you want the best job security in North America, work for Jerry Reinsdorf. He won't fire you. I promise you. You could shoot somebody. Won't fire you. Um, well, Tony La Russa as a hire. Wasn't that like that, that, that's a for instance, isn't it, Jake? <laughs> well, and he hired him because he was his friend. That was a bit of an oops. Pedro was a bit of an oops, but like Rick Hahn was their general manager for like 20 years and everybody knew Rick Hahn wasn't a great general manager, but <laughs> stayed there. Kenny Williams. Kenny Williams has been with the White Sox since before I was alive. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Is, is there uh, a reason that you're uh, your White Sox as opposed to Cubbies? Or is it because my dad was a White Sox, Sox fan? Oh, okay, okay. He dragged me down with him. And then, so how often, what kind of a ride is it from Taylorville to Chicago? Have you? Been, I, I, I always want to say Comiskey. I don't know what the fuck it's called. The it's uh, guaranteed rate field. Guaranteed rate field. So do you there's like another a thing. Year? Do you go once a year? Twice a year? So I used what to live of- in. Uh, I used to live up there. Not in Chicago, but I used to live like an hour away. So I'd go to Sox games all the time because tickets were cheap because the team was awful. Um, so I've been to the stadium. The stadium's actually really fun um, to go to. But, yeah, not when your team sucks. Have you got – so you've been to a game at Wrigley. Do you, do you represent – I haven't the... ever been to Wrigley. Oh, no. Really? No. I've never been Jake. to Wrigley. I know. I, I ever have had, a 14-20 uh, uh, gathering there at Wrigley Field. It's, it's Wrigley, Wrigleyville's fantastic. I went there in 2017, the year after they won the World Series. That that area, the ball, it, it's great. It is fantastic. I had a great time there. No, it's uh, – But you're east side all the way, eh, Jake? Yeah, 100%. 
can't go to the south side i used to work in chicago too so it's funny i used to work with i used to work at odyssey chicago which is 670 the score which is the home of the chicago cubs i used to work with the Bell network not actually 670 but anyway i used to work with them and it was like chicago cubs this and it just never had been to wrigley so it was kind of an interesting experience oh you should have hit him up brother hit him up i wasn't that high in the totem pole i didn't have that power <laughs> I was, I was probably the first on the chopping block. If things went south, <laughs> a little, little far down the old totem pole, maybe a little bit there. <laughs> Not a lot of yeah, ass. I, I, yeah, that's funny. I had no a lot of yes or no sirs. Yeah. Did the right team win the World Series this year, guys? No. I don't think so either. Um, the te- but the Rangers did it. I think I was saying all year I thought it was going to be uh, the Astros doing it, and kudos to Texas winning all those road games. But I would have way rather seen Braves and fucking Phillies meet in the NLCS and in the second round, right? And that would have been better. So, like, the playoffs itself was just a big... Yeah, I agree. It was. It was, and I think it's because there's too many teams and teams that shouldn't have won early early rounds, won early rounds, and and then all of a sudden now you got some shitty teams playing for the World Series. That's Dave, I'm glad I that's you, you put some thoughts into my head with that a little bit. Like I I had a high hopes for the playoffs and because the, the baseball season for me was kind of over about August for the for the Yankees, but you, you more said than it best. better. You said it best. I I had high hopes for playoffs because of these teams, and and then now this thing you're like, look, well that sucked, and then that sucked, and then that sucked, and then it sucked because it, it it actually sucked. But let, let's not sugar, sugarcoat it. Yeah, there was two game sevens in in the ALCS and LCS, but leading up to that, it sucked, and the World Series sucked. This isn't one that. We, uh, the only people who are going to clamor for this one 30 years from now are going to be Rangers fans. Nobody's going to look at this one and go, that was great. Nobody. Nobody. Jake? I agree with you. I think the issue is we all expected, like, Braves, Dodgers, Orioles, Astros, or Rangers. Like, that's what we all expected. And nobody did it. And it was just like, uh, well, this isn't who we expected, and nobody knows any of these teams. And it's two not baseball markets at all, not two major big brands. None of the big brands made it. It was just kind of a weird, like, all right, that happened, but we're not going to remember it. Yeah, it's just, it was. Do you want to address the low? I got a thought on the low ratings, like, because it, uh, obviously we've all heard, like, this was the lowest rated World Series ever. Right? Before there was TV, yeah. 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 And CBS out of fucking New York City got higher ratings in 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 nineteen twenty two than this one did. Right, you know, obviously the markets um, have something to to do with that, but I think now just the way baseball viewing people are these days, like you got the old balls like you and me, Brent, that uh, like watching it. I watch, you know, I was excited last night. Like fuck, Um, every every game I've, I've. been able to watch has turned into a blowout 
Um, last, uh, when I was in, cur- uh, I curled on Tuesday, then came off Texas is winning whatever, 10-2. Like, fuck, can't watch that game. I got that on with the shit I got to do. And then uh, seventh inning, one nothing Texas. All oh, right on. So I, st- I sat and watched, and I watched top of the ninth. Oh, fuck. You know, can I get a good game here? I couldn't yeah. watch a good game. And so that sucked. But then... As a general viewing public, I think fantasy baseball has kind of fucking killed it because so many people play fantasy baseball. And so they're, they're, they're intrigued and everything, but all the leagues are settled. Your payout's done, your league's done, and, and you don't care anymore. I think, I think the same way about fantasy football, Dave. I, I think people, we talked about this in the past that fantasy football is actually, it draws in viewers, but it draws away viewers. If that makes any well, sense. Well, yes. Yeah, during the regular people, season, people, you want to see what's happening. Because nobody actually cares. NFL, we'll get in that and have to we'll take a little break here. But nobody actually cares. I shouldn't say nobody. But there is a large amount of people who could care less about what the score of a football game is compared to what the stats of their football players are. Does that make sense, Jake? Yeah, I'm in a weekly pick'em league, so maybe not for me. But yeah, I care more about my fantasy. Like, and the thing is, like, I didn't watch a ton of like postseason baseball because my team was out of it in like June, so I didn't have a ton of like. I was disconnected for because like I remember growing up, like I can tell you so many more, so much more about hockey in like the early 2010s because the Blackhawks were amazing. So I was paying attention to that more than I am now because the Blackhawks have been god awful. So I think it's when your team's good, you pay attention to that league more than other people or other leagues. Whereas I think fantasy and, and well, NFL is the king, right? And everybody's going to watch any one of those games. But baseball used to be the king, and they're not the king anymore. And then once the regular season's done, you're done. You're not a fan of baseball anymore. You're a fan of uh, getting down on baseball, right? how your team's doing. And then, and for that same team, like baseball is, is kind of starting to tickle the NBA a little bit about forming super teams, right? We got this guy, we got this guy, the Phillies signed uh, Trey Turner and they got uh, obviously well, they um, didn't win. fuck, right? fuck face. Yeah. And, and, and so that's fine. But, and then Texas but, with by Seager, fuck face, you mean Bryce Harper. That's who I mean by fuckface. Yeah, no, I was just, I was just <laughs> making sure. And Texas made made a play, right? And 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 uh, so so the players have so much mobility now. Like, unless you are a fan of the team, it's it's tougher to be fans of teams anymore because it's just there's so much player movement, and and I'm on the side of the player all the time, and they should be able to go um, and sign and make as much as their much money as they can if that's what they choose to do. Player movement isn't has it hurt sports. good for fans, yeah. Has player movement and free agency hurt sports? Because you, you don't have a, a favorite team anymore. Um, you, you go, Jake. I think, like, I, I like, the Bulls are my NBA team. I know this is way out of there, but, like, 
I don't watch the Bulls on a daily basis. I watch the Lakers. I watch the Clippers. I watch the Suns. I watch like the teams with the stars because I know the Bulls are awful. And in baseball, we're talking about underdog stories. If you're a fan of like that underdog team, and now these big market teams are getting all the good players and your little team can't compete anymore. What's the point of watching your little market team? Unless he could put your ass in the stands, right? Like if you could go to a game and, and that, and that be it. And that be it. Because like, what's the point? You can root, root, root for the whole tee all you want, but you know, when they're, when they're, when they're horse shit, you're not gonna watch. Yeah, yeah. When they're twenty games under uh, behind first place, I don't care what kind of heater you're gonna go on. Yeah, it's, it's just a nice day. You want to go to the game? I mean, it's Keep too bad that baseball. I mean, it's, it's near and dear to my heart, obviously, and I I, I love it and every second of it. But it's just when 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 the uh, when the 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 marquee event ends up being a dud, it kind of puts a bad a bad spin on things. And, yeah. and it brings up the blemishes in, in 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 the sport. It really it really does, because it was a bad it was a bad playoff. It really was it really was, and it's it's not it's not the the, the Diamondbacks weren't weren't trying. It's not that the uh, the other teams weren't weren't giving their all. But it this World Series and this playoff kind of put a bit of a blemish on the sport of baseball. I, I think it's my opinion. Yeah, game one was the only riveting game. Yeah. Right. And then uh, last night was riveting until the top of the ninth. Well, I, but but last night you knew that Arizona wasn't getting hit. They weren't going to. It, it, it could have been one nothing forever. They could have played a hundred innings last night. It would have been one nothing forever. Like Arizona, uh, uh, the the Rangers didn't need four more runs. No matter what, it, it was just over. No matter what. I don't know. It was yeah, a, it had that. It was a bad. It was a bad ending to the season. The sport that I love. It was a bad. It was a to me. It was a bad ending. And not because the two teams I, were playing. It was, it was a bad. It was a bad ending. It's anticlimactic. Yeah, it was. And, the, and there was no no fun of. There was no like. There was no feeling of I need to watch this. There was no. Yeah, we're. Whereas Philly's Astros would have delivered that, right? That would have been right. must watch, right? And more personalities, more people, more things, more stuff, right? Like, it, it, and and that's baseballs. They have to figure a way to market uh, the small, the smaller market teams to figure it all. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast, four bigger sports talk, and a whole lot more. This segment was brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code one four two zero pod at SeatGeek.com today. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, uh, your uh, ex-coach of the Denver Broncos there, he uh, got himself on the uh, back of the soup line. Josh McDaniels got fired this week earlier on by the uh, Oakland or the Las, Las Vegas. No matter what, the Oakland Raiders, one of those things, the Las Vegas Raiders, he got himself let go. Uh, GM also got let go. 
on a lot embarrassing loss tonight on, on Monday Night Football. Dave, why and why and why? And Jake, I want to think about this a little bit too. You might be able to put some youth exuberance into this thought process that we have here. But why, why do coaches continue to get recycled through the National Football League? You get fired here, you must have been shitty. You get fired there, you must have been shitty. You get fired there, you must have been shitty. Like, when do you finally get just canceled? That's a very good question. Josh Daniel um, is a special case because he took the job with Denver, um, lasted a year and a half, and then they turfed him. Went back to the Patriots, did a great job as offensive coordinator with uh, the second best quarterback to ever play NFL, and won a lot of rings with him. Um, and they got offered a job within the Indianapolis. And then Jay, he... I'm pause for a second. Uh, Jake, Dave thinks that John Elway is the best to ever play the game. Dave, go ahead. I, that's not the name I thought, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so nonetheless, goes back and, and makes hay with Indy. Uh, and then like uh, leaves uh, Indy at the altar, went back to the Patriots and count, comes back. I don't understand. Like the first thing that Mark Davis is an owner, you want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, hey, you you fucking idiot. You got fired from Denver because you drafted Tim Tebow in the first round. And now you like and now you think you 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 want to make you want to produce Brady like football with gorgeous Jim and Tim Tebow? Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, I don't understand how jo- someone like Josh McDaniel thinks he's smarter than anybody else. And I hate the Raiders because they've been an AFC uh, West foe forever. So I love seeing their failure. Uh, that's a little Freud, obviously, because Denver sucks now, too. But I don't fucking get it. And there's so few of these jobs that I understand why they uh, owners want to hire people that have had success other places because they want to see that success happen in their franchises. But someone like Josh McDaniel, no man, you're a good OC with a great quarterback. You're not head coach material. And also too, if I can add on this, what kind of fucking owner fires an employee at one o'clock in the goddamn morning? What a fucking loser. Like, that's a bad, that's just bad look. Like, he fired him. They, they issued a press release at 1 in the morning to say Josh will not be returning to work tomorrow morning. Well, it was that's a so Monday stupid. night game, and on and on it went. So, it was, it was, by the time the game was done, it was like, it was 10.30 Eastern. And so, they had a they had a meeting and, and got it done. That, they, they, they got it out there before anybody else did. I don't, I don't think that's a bad move, Jake. Do you? I thought 1 a.m. was interesting, but there was another news story that broke at like 2 o'clock on the same morning. I don't know if it was the same morning or the next. Why are we breaking stories at 2 o'clock in the morning? And why, like, and the weird thing is, like, Ian Rappaport is, like, reporting it at 2 a.m. in the morning, which is bizarre. Why are you awake? Um, But two things. One, how good did the Colts front office and Jim Mercy have to feel after not hiring Josh McDaniels because he left. Like, you got to be thinking, you're pretty lucky. Also, 
the reason they hired Josh McDaniels was bonkers because Rich Basaccia, who's now the Packers special teams coordinator, had the team winning. He was an interim head coach, but he had the team winning. The players liked him. And then Josh McDaniels came in and ruined your entire locker room culture. Uh, Victor Fur uh, reported today that he walked in and he was it was the happiest locker room that he's ever seen. Um, if that doesn't tell you how much they hated Josh McDaniels, I don't I don't know what is. But like just uh, the Raiders are going to be the Raiders. I mean, they haven't been good for a while now. Um, but yeah, just like uh, in your lifetime, have they have 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 the Raiders been relevant in your lifetime, Jake? I think of like the one year where Derek Carr was really good, and then Connor Cook ended up starting. <laughs> that's less. That's less. The only relevant thing about the Raiders. They're awful. I. It's it's so bizarre that these guys and and, and how they trick these these multi million. And I I kind of blame Bill Belichick a little bit. Like and this, and hear me out here before you guys jump jump down my throat. But eventually, like these are all Belichick disciples. Right, like the, with, with like you said, Dave, with the with the Tom Brady and everything else. At the end of the day, the resume says this. I I blame Belichick for saying that these guys were like, he had there there had to have been a phone call from whoever to whoever saying and, and checking resume things like you you get resumes, Dave, all the time in in, in your 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 uh, realm of work. At the end of the day, this is Belichick's fault for for recommending these guys because there, there's been multiple guys who haven't done a fucking thing that coach under Belichick. And this, and this is, this might be the biggest one of them. It's, 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 it's actually embarrassing. I think uh, as far as the Belichick tree goes, like Belichick is such a micromanager, but you also mentioned too, like how, like, why is there so many retreads? Like it's going to happen, but also too, there's a lot of good young blood out there too. Right. Like when so I say why not do blood, it? You know, like well, why like not day, try something? And that what's his name uh, McDaniel's in in Miami. He's a young buck. I like him. I like well Doug Peterson. He's a retread from Philly, but you know he took over from Andy Reid. Like so, that's in the Andy Reid tree. Um, uh, Shanahan with uh, the Niners. This is his first head coaching job. So Some of these guys why, can so, do it. So why so why not? Because Dave, when, when the season first started, we picked. 12 teams out of the 30 whatever in NFL. We picked 12 to 15 teams that weren't winning fuck all. Like we knew right off the bat there's 15 teams that aren't winning Super Bowls. They're not. They're not even coming close. So why didn't say the uh not not Pittsburgh because they're on TV right in front of my face so like not not them obviously. But why not um let's go to uh let's go to the Giants. Try something new. Let's go to the Jets. Well, they did. Try like, new. Like, he, let's go to this hit. team. Try try something new. Like all these guys are. just keep hiring the same guys and retreading and retreading and retreading and don't do and they, they and and they don't win either. The th- the teams you just mentioned all have coaches as their first stint as a head coach right just because they're 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 a little gray doesn't mean it's um they've been head coaches for a long time well what i'm um, getting Denver's- at is not not why not try something actually new like uh, like the, the the cat in uh, in miami 
He's actually something different. It's something different, and it's working. I think it has more to do with the talent on the field and how you manage it and how you manage your draft picks. Like um, Arizona is always going to suck because they 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 keep they do keep trying something different. They do keep uh, hiring uh, coaches in their first stint who don't have a fucking clue, and I think that does scare owners off. Like they hired that fuckface from um, uh, out of, not Oklahoma. It was it was one of those names like Kenny Kenahan. Thank you. Kingsbury and he sucked and he brought uh yeah Cliff Kingsbury and he's the one that uh uh that was uh arm in arm and and with Kyler Murray and he was gonna uh, unleash Kyler Murray upon the league fuck see ya bye and now they got um that the guy that can't fucking d up in the Super Bowl um from Philly um Forget his name. Gannon. He's Is that good. Gannon? Yeah, Gannon. Right. Like so, they are trying people new. Denver tried Vance Joseph. They um that that Vic Fangio. He was a D coordinator from Chicago Bears forever. Denver had him, and they fucking suck. Just because a guy has never coached a whole a uh, 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 head coached a team before doesn't mean he's going to be hungry and be a good coach. And it, it, they do try it all the time, and. Like quarter, like uh, quarterbacks drafted in the top five, five more fail than succeed. They can't all be McVeigh's in, in with the Rams. And you know McVeigh, he like he fucking he got his ring three years in, and now where's he at? Like that, the Rams are a long way from being a good team. The the thing that bothers me about this is you, you get these guys just recycle, recycle, get fired. Like who? The Raiders are a mess. We, we we talked about this earlier, but when a coach gets fired, you got fired for a reason. You couldn't have been good. Like you couldn't have been good. And why another owner, another leadership group, whatever it is, says, "Yeah, oh, we should give him another chance." Why is that a thing? Like when you get fired, well, like, your job, no, no matter what, Jake, have, let me have a second here. When you get fired, your job in any in any other business, you probably don't get a job in that business again. Why do NFL and Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, and NBA? Why do coaches get a second chance? Jake, go ahead. I think like Frank Reich was like the current Panthers head coach. Like he got fired from Indianapolis, and like Indy was a disaster under him but he just everybody kind of assumed oh he'll get another job and i was he wasn't good like if he if he was good then you would have seen it in indy but everybody just excused because it's indy and nobody i think ursay they kind of blamed it on him but like frank reich was kind of a weird hire everybody praised the panthers for bringing frank reich in and i was i was really confused by it because he was awful in indy he was horrible um, I'll give Frank Reich a bit of a pass because he started off pretty good in his first two years there. Um, but then he never had a quarterback ever. Like he went from like, uh, Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett to someone else to Philip Rivers to Carson Wentz. Like how are you supposed to succeed with that kind of shit? behind center like that's that's shit uh, like after that like the, the 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 colts are 
are fucked because they can't take care of a quarterback. And, you know, and, and look, they finally get a little bit of daylight with this uh, Richardson kid. And they don't have an O-line again. And now he's hurt and he's gone for the year. Like, so, I like, I don't have sympathy for for asshat owners like Jimmy Ursay. Like, I don't care who the fuck. He can hire Jesus fucking Christ. And they still won't be able to protect a quarterback. I think he would be a bad football coach. Jesus I, Christ! I, 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 I really think that Jesus of, of, of uh, wherever he's from would be a bad football coach. He I wear sandals and things and stuff. I think he'd be, he'd be bad coach. But they would have no one on the IR, no missed games, sprinkling holy water on the guys. Anything else? Might, yeah, might, you might, know, you just oh, exactly. Well. If you can raise a fucker from the dead, you can definitely get him to play on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> no, There's I. A take. Yeah, there's there's a take. That's a, never been said before. I'm, I'm very very sure. Uh, I would you when the, if you were an owner of an NFL team or a pro sports team, would you be more likely to start with you and then we'll go to you, Dave? Would you be more likely to you're looking for a new, a new guy? Would you be more likely to look? Uh, at the resumes of the ones you got or guys that you just know who are available? I would go get someone new. If I was a brand new owner looking for a head coach, I would go get like Ben Johnson from Detroit, like a young offensive mind. I wouldn't be out there looking for like, like Jim Harbaugh, for example. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with that. I'd go for Ben Johnson in Detroit over Jim Harbaugh. If that's a, to put an example out there. And I hear what you're saying there, Jake, but like, what has Ben Johnson done? Okay, but like, when you look at like the good, what what did Mike McDaniel do before? Like he he was into what did Shanahan uh, do? uh, Well, Shanahan got uh, he got um, he learned from Mike Shanahan, who I think is a is a great head coach, and then Shanahan. McDaniel followed Shanahan around and learned from Shanahan and Shanahan being the OC in, in, in Atlanta made uh, Matt Ryan a hall of fame quarterback. And Jared Goff has never looked as good. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like, even like Jared- Sloic, who's the, who's the uh, uh, but- offensive coordinator for the Texans. I mean, I would, I, no, I, I- all I'm saying is I would bring in the young guy over the experienced guy. And I get, and I hear, but it's a little too early to be uh, getting on your knees for the Detroit. Like they still haven't done fuck all. They still haven't done fuck all. The best, the biggest game they had in the last fifteen years was beating uh, Green Bay to knock them out of the playoffs. And if that's all you have to hang your hat on, I don't know if I'm ready to hand over a team to someone like that. I'd rather have someone that has had uh, been at least a part of a franchise with sustained success. And and I'll give them, I'll give this Campbell for Detroit all the credit in the world for changing the culture in that room. And I'm actually kind of cheering for him, and I hope they do do well. But I would be hesitant to give hand the reins over to someone that is so new to success in a in a on a franchise where ex- expectations are so low. Like every win is a is a is a celebration. Every win, because they're not too far away from one is one in fifteen seasons. 
So I get you know, I get that the we, base we, is we talk about football a lot and how guys uh, come in and out of the game and getting fired and rehired and whatever else. And uh, just last night, Bruce Bruce Bochy uh, won himself a World Series, his fourth in his career. He he's recycled through. And uh, he got he was didn't win anything with the, the San Diego Padres. He went three with the Giants. He got the one last night with the Rangers. Uh, so maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just different sports, but it's maybe sometimes yeah. Like uh, Belichick's, I, I to me like Belichick and Bolch are kind of the same guy, like the same the same vintage, right? And is is it just time to? It's different sports, obviously, but is it time to maybe like for, for Belichick to say, see you later, the athletes are different, anything else? He's not I'm, doing good. I don't know if that's his fault or the draft room's fault, but they're doing terrible. The issue in there is, isn't Belichick the drafter? Like, I think he's so. kind of the guy right, I, he kind of in charge of getting the talent in there. Mm-hmm. He's the only one to blame. A few yeah. years ago, Dave, would, would if if you were Bobby Kraft, we talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, if you were Bobby Kraft, getting out of the orchids of Asia and uh, get your cell phone out, would you tell Belichick it's it's time to go? I think it's time to have uh, get Bobby B on the on the yacht. Let's go uh, cruise around for a couple of days, and Bobby B, what? What's your plan for this team? Because I've been with you. You're my ride or die, but I might be ready to change my mind, and I'd like it to be on your terms as opposed to my terms. What do you think, Bobby B? (laughs) The game eventually passes everybody, like no matter how good of a coach you are. I think think the game has finally passed Bill Belichick. I really do. I mean, like – just look at it, who he's brought in. He's got kids on the staff. Like, you look at who his offensive defensive guys are. Like, I think Bill Belichick knows it's time to go. But, but I promise, like, Bill Belichick doesn't scream to me a guy that's looking for, like, like retirement. He's one of those guys that, like, once Bill Belichick retires, we'll never hear from him ever again. Like, he'll just disappear off the face of the earth. I think so as well. I, I imagine I got from uh, interviews I hear with different people that have talked with him and interacted with him. He's really quite a nice guy. Just don't ask him about the Patriots. Ask him about anything else in the world and he'll talk your ear off. And he's really engaging and funny and smart, which I think he is. But he's just he's just so overly consumed with with the Patriot football that he doesn't it's it, the game's passing by. Sorry. I, I just stuttered that whole way through that take. And I apologize for that, but like, <laughs> you know, it, it was an awful, awful delivery, but it was, I think Bill Belichick is a, is a smart, well-rounded individual and, and it's time for him to maybe step away because you're not as good as you once were. And you're hurting the team. You're not. You're not helping the team now. You're actually hurting us. Well, yeah, and that's when you, we'll, we'll we'll end this in half a second here. But what's the lifespan of a coach? If you don't win, what's the lifespan in, in any sport? And if you win, if you win, 
How many years does that get you on the backside? Jake, you go first. I think if you win, you have three years. I mean, if you're like bad for three years straight. And if you don't win, I think you have three years to figure it out unless it's a real dumpster fire. If it's a real dumpster fire, I think you have less than a year. So Sean McVay is starting to feel the heat. You think if you were the owner of the L.A. Rams, Sean McVay is starting to feel the heat. Has to. Has to. The issue with McVay, though, is like they went all in for that Super Bowl. Like, look at the roster. Like, the roster is awful. Oh, you bet. I understand. Like, like, they, they went all in, they, but, like, that's a rough roster. McVay that is a, lot a terrible roster. Yeah, he has nothing to work with, but that was by design. Like, we're all in, and if we don't win, like, we're going to suck next year whether we win this Super Bowl or not. So, so but you're going to give McVay a couple extra years just to see if he can right the ship here. Uh, well, I think if he doesn't, I think McVay will just leave. McVay, I, th- I really think McVay is going to end up on television. Someone's going to match that contract offer he gets from the Rams, and he'll be on TV. That's crazy. That's crazy to talk about nothing that you like nothing to make more money than actually trying to run an organization. That's crazy. And He's a lot less stress. Yeah. That is so nuts to me. Like no pressure, just do a little research, like I do every day. Jake, you do it, la la la, and then yeah, BS about it. Yeah, make thirty-seven million bucks a year. It's, it, that's insane. I don't think they're going to pay him thirty-seven mil, but they'll pay him. Eight. <laughs> It'll be twenty-five. <laughs> It'll be twenty-five. No, guys make twenty-five million bucks a year. No, they do not. Oh, hundred percent, Dave. Tony Romo's the highest paid, and he I think he's getting eight and a half. No, man. Well, look it up off air. Joe Tony Buck Romo makes, makes 20. Joe Buck makes 12 million to 15 million a year. And he's worth more he's than Joe Buck's football. Making. Yeah. For football. Well, but that's all he does football, now. No. Yeah. He, right. he told him the PF. He told the MLB and Fox Sports PFO. Tony Romo makes seventeen million dollars a year. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. That's what that, Tony Romo's making a year. That's gross. That's absolutely gross. He's fucking terrible. I hate Tony Romo. If you're if you're telling McVay he's going to quit coaching, he's going to to take more than seventeen. He'll make twenty five. Easy. Well, what's Brady's contract with Fox? Brady's going to be on TV next year calling games. No, didn't, didn't he say no? Because he's now an owner of a co-owner of the uh, the Raiders. No, he he signed that deal with Fox. Like he signed like a a thirty million, uh, three hundred million dollar ten year contract kind of thing with Fox. Gross money. It was a massive deal. It was, but I think he, because he signed that deal with the Raiders, he can't be a a, a, a broadcast guy. Maybe he I just can't broadcast Raider games. No, Fox still has him on payroll. Ten million or ten years, three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Jesus Christ, thirty-seven mil Thirty-seven. More than he made playing. McVeigh, by the way, I looked that up. Makes fourteen million dollars. 
coaching right now with the Rams. Right. McVay, I that's get you an abs- for 23. That's, a, that's an absolute fucking crime that Tony Robo is making more than me doing his job. <laughs> I hate more him. than you. He's so fucking bad. I just put it on I don't, YouTube. I, 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 I don't listen. Like whatever. I put a Tony Tony Romo is the best argument for closed captioning I've ever seen. I don't I don't put I don't I, I rarely have the volume on when watching the game. I don't I don't know how Jim Dance doesn't take him over his knee and spank him twice a game. Just would you shut the fuck up? He can't be that bad. He's awful. He's like a fucking kid waiting in line for candy. Oh, wait till you see the ball high in the air. Oh, look at this guy. And he circles and he's fucking jerking off all over the screen. Fuck off. Not one kid, not one, knocked on our door on Halloween night. Not not a one. Well, that's what you get for living in a gated community. Gated community. It's not gated, buddy. Yeah. 1421 headquarters is gated. Yeah. I have to put signs in my car. Please don't tow me when I park in your neighborhood. Oh, Jesus Christ. I I couldn't believe it. Because I went went over to the store and bought a bunch of shit on, on, uh, was it Monday? Was it Monday? No, Tuesday. It was Tuesday night, was Halloween. Yeah. And I I tell you what, I was like, yeah. Because when I was a kid, like in my neighborhood here, that this would have been a gold mine. Total. And, and, and for and, and for parents door well. to door. You bet. And for parents as well. Bing, 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 bing. In, out, 200 doors. See you later. Fucking done. Like Hard hitting. You bet. Yep. And not a one. I, 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 I am sad for humanity. I really am. That's too bad. Um, we had about 50, which is up. Um, but we also have friends who live in, live in uh, high uh, high kid density neighborhoods. High traffic areas. Who had, yeah, who had, over two, who had over 250 kids. I heard on the radio today that uh, the M works at the radio station as well, obviously, right? So there was one community that this guy had 900 kids. Holy shit. 900. A lot of candy. That's a shit ton of candy. Fuck off. At the end, you're just like giving out lamps and stuff. You have to run out of candy. <laughs> you just get whatever you can buy. Take this. It's good for you. Just have a salt shaker and put it there. Like, whatever, yeah. whatever it's going to be. No, right, no. Anyways, Dave, uh, let's call her a night here. Get to uh, Would You Rather. We'll uh, wrap things up. Okay, so uh, I'm just, uh, this is the first time meeting Jake and, and what have you. So I'm going to um, be easy on us tonight. Would you rather hang out for a night? With Donald Duck or Daffy Duck? Fuck. That's a good question. That's a very good question, Dave. See, my... 
my issue, and Jake, give me a second to think about this. My issue with with Donald is that he always not an issue. I I feel bad for Donald. I I do. Here it is. Here's the thing, Dave. I always kind of felt bad for for Donald Duck because he always plays second fiddle in the Disney Disney World, right? And he never got the respect he deserved, and he had Huey, Dewey, and Louie in the backside kind of making fun of him a little bit. I Sitting around with Donald... You know, like we're about this probably the he's probably 80 now, 85, 90 years old, whereas <laughs> I'm 50. And and he you gotta think that Donald he's been a bit uh he hasn't got the respect he deserves or he thinks he deserves because he was a dickhead. There's no getting around that. But Huey, Dewey, and Louie were drove nuts. But Dappy Duck was a pretty good guy. He got it. He got it. Things going pretty good. I would rather, you know, I'd rather have a, a, a Saturday afternoon here with Donald, just the two of us having a conversation, just saying here, here's my thoughts and, and everything else. I'd rather, I, I'd rather have a beer with, uh, with, 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 uh, the only Donald I'd want to have a beer with. Because uh, the other one's a bit nuts, but uh, I'd rather have a beer with Donald Duck. That means you have to have a shirt with no pants, though, right? Oh, You're going to his place, so you got to have a shirt with no pants on. No, I'll make but him cover hand, himself. That's where we're going. On the other hand, Daffy Duck wears no clothes, so yeah, but he's an animal. He's true. So, like, you can just because Donald chooses to wear a shirt. Daffy chooses to to go as God had created him, like a duck. I'm going with Donald Duck for a totally different reason. I'm going strictly based on, like, voices alone, and I think Donald Duck is the more annoying of the two. I'm not saying that I don't like either one of them. Like, I like them both, but, like, if I had to listen to one of them for an entire night, I think I'd rather listen to Daffy Duck. That's my I think Daffy has a lot more sass. Donald's a little bit more angry. Like Daffy has a little like uh, illusions of grandeur, and he did stick up to Bugs. Like he wouldn't take Bugs as shit. Whereas Donald just know knew his role, right? And he's just gonna hang with the three little ducks. And if Daisy came around to help with dishes once in a while, then that that's fine. Daffy ran on his own terms. And he got shot in the face lots by Elmer Fudd. Remember those old school cartoons? Yeah, like, like around his face. Like you, you think about it, Daffy's hardest spot. Daffy, Daffy is fucking street. And Don <laughs> and and uh, we're fifty. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and Donald kind of, you know, he knows his role, but he kind of also like fell with his ass in butter. He has a pretty good gig. And he'll and he and he he knows it. He can get angry and, and freak out. But Daffy's been shot in the face by Elmer Fudd from two feet away. I, what on that Elmer's... note? I, Go ahead. Sorry. On that uh, on that note, I would roll with Donald at this age. But back in the day, I'd probably 
I would I wouldn't want to like as long as we were done before the sun went down, I wouldn't mind hanging with Daffy for a day. Once the sun went down, fucking Daffy, you're on your own. Yeah, he's one of those guys who might get you punched in the face at the bar after <laughs> after not nine o'clock, right? Oh, you bet. He he was pretty he was pretty loose with the lips. Like Donald, you're sitting you're sitting over in the corner having some wings or whatever else you're talking about eating chicken wings it's his brethren but yeah <laughs> donald would get you you'd hang out with him but daffy would get, get you smacked around because daffy would have one too many and just cause problems there's no getting around that yeah if daffy had one too many he you'd be in there'd be some fisticuffs there'd be a donnie brook Donnie Brook. No boys, but fun show tonight. Lots of laughs, everything else. We had Jesus, Daffy Duck, and Donald Duck, and who would have thought, and Bill Belichick, and anything else. But uh, no, fun show tonight. Uh, Dave, what's going on this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I'm going to be curling on Saturday, and then that's about it as far as uh, plans made in stone. Um, hopefully, the weather holds up. It's actually a pleasant fall. Um, evening tonight so i'm happy with that what's the what's the weather like in taylorville illinois jake well it's been miserable well, okay miserable it's an understatement it's been like 20s uh which is cold oh, so november here it's way colder than it is here right now yeah. you bet that's way colder so you're scraping the windows in the morning yeah currently it is oh my phone's dead um that's unfortunate um currently i think we're looking at like 30s but earlier this week like halloween it was cold halloween up by uh, chicago they got like an inch of snow it was really cold halloween which is kind and of we i laugh at americans i laugh at americans how they just automatically assume that it's just like it, it's the arctic up here they get across the fortnight parallel and it's just arctic it's not that bad like it's not that bad like it was uh, it was uh, yeah, at nine o'clock was, right now. It's like it's like thirty eight out, uh, thirty eight degrees outside. No snow on the ground, and everything else. No yeah, snow. there was snow last week, but it's gone. That was something else. Yeah, Jesus fuck. fucking snow. Fuck snow. I hate snow. I hate Same. It. You're not a big Absolutely. snow person. No, it's an awful take. I used to be no huge no. snow person. Maybe it'll. Do you have, I'll grow out of it. Do you have a walk to shovel, Jake? No. What was that? Do you shovel your own walk? So I used to. I now live in an apartment, so my landlord does it for me. But that's why you're my little my parents. (laughs) Shoveling was meditating. Like it was. I I like it. I don't mind shoveling. He lives in a gated community. I I live on a corner lot. <laughs> Driving in the snow is the worst thing yeah. about the snow. Driving the in the tens and tens of dollars we make in the fourteen twenty podcast, a gated community. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> Jake, uh, Dave was mentioning curling. Have, have you ever curled in your life? I was gonna. So I was gonna ask about that. Is curling like bowling? And like, because we. Curling is not a thing. Like nobody, I if I wanted to go curling right now, I don't know where I'd go do it. Um, I'll look it up once like, we're done, and and I have your Twitter deeds, so I'll I'll DM you. Curling I'll is around. Cur- curling is bowling on ice. Kind of. It's. I know it's, what curling is, so I it's a, I love curling. Like it's fun to watch as an Olympic sport. But if I wanted to go curling, currently in Central Illinois, no idea where to go do it. No idea. 
and you, I, you know, and even in here in Lethbridge, um, you would have to go with a member, and then it would be free. But like, it's not like bowling; you don't just rent a sheet of ice. Okay. Then, because like, there's insurance issues and shit like that. Because it's it's slippery and and people might hit their head on the ice, kind of thing. So, um. I'll I'll make some calls. We'll see what I can find out because uh, I think curling is one of the best sports uh, for for people to just take up as something to do. It's better than Over darts. The age of Fifty. Over the I no, like I started, curling, but yeah, it's... I started curling in my twenties, so I've been curling for thirty odd years now. But nonetheless, curling's. I'll awesome. find you. I'll, I'll look for a club for you, Jake. I'll send you the deets. I bond spinning. Bond spilling is better than curling. That's a sport I've never heard of before. No, bond spilling is a, a, a curling tournament, Jake. Oh, okay. I was about it, to say that. It's it's uh, it's a whole nother level of curling. It's we'll educate you. Tonight's we'll not yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll, uh, we'll 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 lead Jake into what uh, curling is. And uh, Jake, thank you very much for being on, on the show tonight and uh, everything you've done for us so far as the the intern for the show. We we appreciate all, all of it and everything else. But uh, anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast for beer sports talking a whole lot more. Take care, be sure more important. Take care of yourself. See you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, David? Don't swing at high pitches, Jim. Jake. Pleasure to have you with us, and I look forward to uh, a long and prosperous uh, relationship with you. Of course, look forward to it. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday night.